Would you call off a marriage over one bad weekend? One bad weekend. No cheating, by the way. No cheating involved in the story. But there was literally her fiance had one bad weekend in Vegas. And you, you mean, don't get me wrong. When you hear how bad, I mean, it was bad. It was bad. But is it worth calling off everything over it? I think you need to hear this story and help her decide with a brand new Ask My Mom today. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? How are you? I am back. We are now in real time of Certified Mama's Boy. This is a daily podcast that we do with my mom every single day. Today being the 23rd of August, by the way. Three principles on the show. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Welcome home. Thank you. I'm a little sleepy on today's episode, to be completely honest. Um, (laughs) But in Chicago, I was able to fulfill a lifelong childhood dream, but I completely flopped at it. Uh Uh-oh. Can I? I can't even like tell you the amount of disappointment that I have in myself right now over Uh-oh. this. So if you're just tuning in for the first time this week, I am just getting back from Chicago. I was there for a radio conference, and we'll talk about it a lot this week. Obviously, a lot of stories to share, but I, I I'm uh, very tired today. My I don't even know why. I think flights are going to be on time anymore. You know? No. Yeah. Um, but I was given a certain budget I had to stay on for flights. And so the only flight that was really fit into the budget was I had to leave at like six, six o'clock out of Chicago, Yeah. which keep in mind, Chicago East coast time is actually seven o'clock. And that's really pushing into cutting into the, um, the evening into, into my uh, sleep time. So flight got delayed. I didn't leave. I didn't get home till like, I didn't get in bed till like 1145 last night. Um, mm. I fell asleep a little after midnight and then, uh, woke up. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm a little sleepy. Um, but I, yeah, so I unexpectedly had an opportunity to fulfill a lifelong dream. And I'm going to tell you if you're my age or younger, um, you're probably not going to have recollection of this thing, but if you're my age or older, this is probably going to bring up some crazy type of nostalgia for you. I went to the museum of broadcasting. And it's in Chicago. It's where they have like the radio hall of fame, but it basically like takes you from the, uh, you know, very first radio broadcast and then like into early TV. And it's a small, it's like a little, it's like a floor. It took maybe all of 30 minutes to go through. But I, it was so funny because even when I got to Chicago, I was like, what's in Chicago? That, like I really want to see and do, you know, like uh-huh. have a deep dish pizza. I wanted to go see <laughs> Wrigley field, you know? And then mm-hmm. the only other thing that came to mind with Chicago was the Bozo show. Oh Remember no. The Bozo show mom. Oh yeah. Remember Bozo the clown. Like, I don't uh-huh. even know why that came. I don't even know how I even <laughs> correlated Bozo the clown <laughs> to chicago like how would i even know it was filmed in chicago like i was like a little guy now if you're younger than me and you're like what the hell's the bozo show it was like almost like saturday night live for kids (laughs) i guess but like with clowns it was like sketch comedy right Uh (laughs) wasn't it i mean isn't that pretty much like the best way to describe it like it was just pretty much like um goofy clowns came out did crazy things improv uh but at the very end of this show they had this thing called the grand prize game 
Do you remember this, Mom? No. So basically what it was, very simplistic, but like my childhood dream was to always play this grand prize game. <laughs> basically in a row, there were six buckets and kids would get drawn out of this little, whatever, a draw kid's name. And the kid would come down and have to throw a ping pong ball into every bucket, correlating bucket. Every bucket they get further, they get like a different prize. And at the very end of it was, and I remember this, they always pitch it as it's a brand new crisp $100 bill. And uh-huh. I thought this was like, I mean, y'all, it's literally ping pong balls in a bucket. This is how old I am. Like that was like, <laughs> that was entertainment. <laughs> literally entertainment of, you know, my, my childhood. So <laughs> I, I was like, I'm, I walk. So anyway, I'm going through and, and again, Bozo show, whatever. It just briefly went through my mind and moved on. Well, I walk in this damn broadcasting museum and they have a whole exhibit for Bozo oh, the Clown. Oh, no. wow. And I was like, that's so random. Like, I haven't <laughs> thought about Bozo the Clown in what 30, seems like a lifetime. 35 years. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, 35 years. Like, I really I really have it. I haven't thought about it. But I hope this is bringing back some memories for somebody else, too, not just me. And so, in this... It has all the costumes, some of the props, the original grand prize game. But in the... Uh, in the exhibit, they have like a replica of the grand prize game. Now, keep in mind, as a kid, my only goal in life was to play the grand prize game. And win the $100. And, and win the $100 bill. Which and, must have seemed like thousands. Oh, of course. $100. <laughs> when you were a kid. Well, it was. I mean, back in the day, 100 bucks was a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Could have gotten me far. Especially if you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. That was always the dream. So I was like, oh my God, like for once, for finally in my lifetime, I get to go and play the grand prize game. (laughs) Like, this is it. This is my big opportunity. So excited. By the way, there's literally, I'm there with with two other radio people, but Uh like there's no one else in this damn place. But there is a guy like he's like the, like keep in mind, this is, you know, this guy, picture him in your head. He's probably 80 years old loves the museum like like you know you come up to him he's like you guys have any questions and you're like no and then he's literally like let me tell you everything about this even though you (laughs) Uh just say you have no questions and you want nothing to do with it you know i have to tell you everything i know yeah so Uh when i got geeked out about the boat because my my two other friends i was with two other colleagues um they had no idea what the bozo show was i'm like trying to explain this guy comes up and explains it so he's like oh you want to try your hand at the grand prize game i'm like hell yeah i want to try my hand at the grand prize game you kidding me and my friends were looking at me like it's just a bucket like it's just uh, they were they were a little younger um you're just throwing ping pong balls in a bucket you know like (laughs) if this has no nostalgia to you i understand this looks like nothing so I go up to this little platform. I keep in mind, it's, just, it's basically just six, it's just six buckets in a row. And so he's like, okay, step up to this little line. And the first three, you can actually just drop right in the bucket. Like you can just reach and just drop them in. Right. Uh-huh. So that's pretty easy. <laughs> then four, five, and six, you got to throw. So I, I'm like, all right, one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. And then number four, he's like, all right, aim for the back of the bucket. So I aim for the back of the bucket. Boom. Pops right in. Mm-hmm. Number four completed. All right, number five. All right, a little bit further away now. Throw the ping pong in the back of the bucket. Boom, falls right in. Mm. Completed. Wow. Here it is. Every kid's 
biggest anxiety of his life <laughs> is trying to get bucket number six uh-huh. in the the grand prize game on the Bozo Show. Y'all, I'll be damned if like the nerves didn't get the best of me, and that ball went like about probably a foot away from the from the oh, bucket. No, <laughs> I don't even know why I was nervous. Like, who cares? <laughs> oh god, I don't even know. I don't know why I got, oh, that is got freaked a riot. out by it. I'm going to tell you, it's harder than it looks. It's harder than it looks. So I don't know if this, please, will you reach out to me if this means anything to you? Because I, again, the two the two people I was with were like, we have a no idea what this is. Uh, or why you would want to do that. Yeah. But I'm hoping there's somebody else that remembers the Bozo the Clown show in the grand prize game. Because I finally got to play it, but I did not win. It would have been the $100 bill. So that was kind of a kind Do of they a still give $100? No, I mean, oh. I don't think the whole place is worth a hundred dollars. You know, it's just kind of this janky, <laughs> janky place. Um, you know, oh. one of my biggest concerns going on this trip was seeing my old coworkers, mm-hmm. and so yeah. So this is a two day radio conference that we go to. It's it's um, from all over the all over the country. There are um, there are radio shows that go, and I. Didn't know. Actually, I knew that, that one person I worked with was going to be there, but I wasn't sure how many other people were going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it, I think it went okay. Like mm. it was a smidge triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you don't know, and I'll just really quick summary. Cause I know you guys are sick of the story. I got let go from my last radio job and I feel like my coworkers kind of turned their backs on me. It's at, at points. And, um, I, Uh, did we just, we just kind of, uh, it was just me and another one of my coworker, uh, ex coworkers. And we just kind of coexisted. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody, you know, attempted to make contact with the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was probably for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's so funny because I, I always feel like I'm owed an apology and I don't know mm-hmm. if they feel like they are owed an apology. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But I don't think either side felt like they were the one that were supposed to be giving the apology. Mm-hmm. So it, nothing really, nothing really happened. Mm. That was basically it. Kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's tricky because Jess is still somewhat amicable mm-hmm. um, with my previous show. And mm-hmm. so I think that was probably the hardest part for me. Right. Was that. You know, I, I feel very wronged in that mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and I know I shouldn't expect Jess to act any kind of certain way, you know, mm-hmm. it just, and I had to kind of keep talking myself through this all weekend, but mm-hmm. I just felt a little, um, what's the word? Um, not betrayed, I hope. No, not betrayed, but you know what I mean? It just felt like, oh, so you're, so you're sleeping with the enemy. I see. Oh. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> you know, um, hmm. just because I, I don't know, like I, I would feel, I don't know. But the I, conflict just, is with you and them, not yeah, with her. It has nothing them, to do with right? her. I, and I don't need to put that yeah. on her, but I guess it's just hard because, um, yeah, y'all are so close. You, we're so close. And she knows the yeah. story. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that was like the only part that was really hard for me was trying oh. to digest that. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not, I don't, 
hold a I don't hold a grudge. It just it just made things uncomfortable at points where like I couldn't really be around my person, you know, right. because she was on the other side, and I was just like, I don't I don't want to interact with that, you know. Uh-huh. I don't really want to be a part of. That. I don't need that in my life. I just don't even. Uh-huh. Uh So yeah, but I think I don't know. I don't. Uh, I I will say here's. I didn't realize how bruised my ego was though. I think until I showed up mm-hmm. and the radio community has a way of really supporting one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that by the end of the two days, my fe- I just, I think that when you get let go from such, from something that's so personal and like so beloved and like so publicly and so shadily, you know what I mean? Like just as, as terrible as it was, I, I think there's a fear of showing up to things uh-huh. again, you uh-huh. know, and I don't even know, like, what is it? Embarrassment? I don't know. Maybe embarrassment. Mm, probably some shame. Some shame. Yeah. Uh-huh. Showing up. Yeah. And I think that that was probably deep down inside of me. Uh-huh. Um, and so I don't think I really knew how people were going to react. Yeah. When they saw me for the first time since, you know, I mean, I haven't been to this conference since 2017. Yeah. And so, like, I was a completely different person. It was actually, that was probably the weirdest part for me because this conference is pretty much the same every year. I mean, there's different panels, but it's basically two days of you walk in, you know, you go to these different seminars all in the same room. And, like, it's just different panels, if you will. Mm -hmm. And you... You know, it's just people talking about radio, like all, but it doesn't change. You know, like it mm-hmm. felt it feels the same every year. Mm-hmm. But I felt so drastically different. Mm-hmm. Like last time I was there, I just wanted to, I wanted like the big dogs to like recognize me. You know, yeah. like oh, I just need validation. Like, like who's gonna say hi to me? Who's gonna yeah. talk to me? Like that uh-huh. will show me my worth in this business. Like if they. <laughs> The big dogs say something to me, then obviously I got it. But if they don't, then like I'm shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this year, like I couldn't care less. Yeah. I was really more of just hustling, trying to get our new show in front of everybody, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and just work. I was just there for work. I didn't feel like I was less than, more than. And that was a really nice sensation. Uh, not to have to worry about how I ranked on this ladder that I put myself on before, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. am I, you know, am I bigger than this person? Am I less than this person? It's just <laughs> exhausting. Um, yes. the only other thing too is man, radio people love to get wasted. They love Uh-oh. to get wasted. And now keep in mind, last time they went to this conference, I was still wilding out uh-huh. partying, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. So this is my first time completely sober Ooh. at this event. And it was a really eye opening experience. <laughs> Let me tell you, whatever radio show you listen to, they are probably, they probably drink very heavily. And that may not surprise you. Mm-hmm. You know, like that may not shock you at all. They are very heavy drinkers. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird because I, it's almost like I stepped back into another phase of my life, mm-hmm. but as a completely different person. And I was so much more at peace this time than I was back in 2017. That's so good. I that guess I don't, I don't know real, about, that shows some real growth. 
Yeah, I just think as a person. Part. And yeah. I just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I um I don't I'm still kind of digesting the whole trip because it was so many weird I mean it's just it's just different mm-hmm. than it last sounds time. Sounds like you've kept but, your ego in check. Yeah, I just it's just not it's not what it used to be, you know, for better yeah. or worse. Yeah, it's you're not what it used to be. Wiser. <laughs> but I'll tell you the the number one thing that was the most exciting for me about this conference was that Jess was on a panel for the first time. They did this talent to watch panel Uh and they had Jess and like maybe five other young people in radio, you know, like like mid, mid young Uh twenties. And she did absolutely outstanding. It was, it was so funny to like watch. It's funny to watch Jess grow up. Uh huh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because she's she was just this little wild child before, <laughs> right? And now she's like this little professional. She's sitting up there in a blazer. I'm like, who is this woman? <laughs> you know? I know, she looks so cute. Who is this woman on uh-huh. the stage? Uh huh. And there was like an immense sense. There's nothing more that I love in this business than to help people thrive. Mm-hmm. Like I want to thrive, but I also want to help other people thrive in this business too. People that really deserve it. And I think you're extremely talented. I love oh. when I'm able to help along the way. Yeah. And I was really proud of, and she's done the work herself, but just being a, a part of the story of like getting her to this point where she was just this, you know, young kid answering the phones on her old show, vomiting <laughs> between breaks. She was so hung over to <laughs> now she's, you know, speaking on a panel uh-huh. in front of, you know, other radio colleagues. So I don't know. Uh-huh. That was a, a real sense. It was an emotional roller coaster, honestly. For those two days, oh. it was very, very emotional. But um, well, you did. Yeah, you I guess her a great opportunity. And of course, she's lived up to it. But yeah, she's come a long way since long she started way. as an intern with you. Yeah. But that's I will say, so it's, it's nice. It's nice to put the. Uh, anxiety of the whole thing behind me. Uh-huh. You know, and, like and I was just kind of worried. And if you want to go, you won't have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Like You'll it just kind of is what it is. You can handle it and, it, and it's, yeah. it's fine. And I don't think I want to go next to, year. Kinda, you don't have to have was, any angst about it if you, if you do go. There was so much talking. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm still tired. Y'all know how introverted I am. I think most of the tiredness is coming from just having to Blah, 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 blah for like mm-hmm. four days straight, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. anyway, there's Chicago. Um, we'll have, I got plenty of stories. We'll talk more, but that was the, I think the big anxiety of the, uh, the trip. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I also think I might have COVID to be completely fair. Oh um, no. I don't think I do, but I also don't know how I couldn't have COVID. Anybody feel that way now where there were like a big crowd of people? Like how can I make it out of this <laughs> oh, alive? Yeah. You always think there's COVID? no way. Yeah. By the way, it's the first time I've coughed since I've been home, so I don't really oh, think I'm okay. sitting around coughing. <laughs> okay. uh, I think I just, I think it's just spitting in the back of my throat. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm honest. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how this week's going to go. We'll see. I was anytime I'm just you know unmasked uh-huh. in a closed space. Uh huh. Lots of I laughing just get paranoid. with people. Yeah. Lots of chatting. Cl- up close. close talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. In an so, enclosed space. If I survive this one, like I will be uh, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the case. Well, to let's be hope Jess you. doesn't get it again. Oh my! I God. think she'll be all right. But um, she just got over it. I know. All right, hmm. move on to quote for today. Okay, mom. It's from Lao Tzu. 
Care about what others think, and you will always be their prisoner. Right? That's true. And you just you just went through that. As long as you are trying to live up to what you believe to be someone's expectations of you or to um, try to be someone you're not to impress them, yeah, they've got you. They've got the upper hand. You're not I finished to be who you are. I finished Daring Greatly on mm. plane rides. And Daring Greatly, by the way, is a book by a woman named Brene Brown. And it's about vulnerability, but there's a big portion of the book that talks about basically these societal expectations that we mm-hmm. live under mm-hmm. and how we basically shame ourselves if we don't meet up to either our expectations, society expectations, our family's expectations, our partner's expectations, mm-hmm. and our kids' expectations or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so true is that, you know, and that's what I'm saying. This year was so different in the sense that I didn't really worry about what other people thought. And that's like big for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was a little bit. Of course, like the demons come like creeping in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard. Like, you know, I, I saw some of my other coworkers that were on other radio shows that I had to like bring back up the trauma. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was – tough because you always wonder how people feel about you. I don't know if anyone will ever be a hundred percent, but I will say it was a big difference with, you know, years before, but like we do this constantly. You constantly are judging yourself against someone else's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. How your parents think you should be acting, Mm -hmm. how your kids tell you as a parent, you should be acting, Mm -hmm. but it's exhausting. It is. And absolutely and it, exhausting. And it traps you. You're trapped because you're not yeah. free to be yourself. So it's yep. so it's absolutely right. You're, you're a prisoner to what you perceive to be their thoughts. You don't even know what they're thinking. Mm-mm. But you're, you're judging it and you're thinking they're thinking something. But you don't know. You don't know what they're thinking. You have no way to know that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, can, I'll, I'll give myself a. In that. I'll give myself a B minus, a solid B minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, B. I'll give myself a B. Could have been yeah. better emotionally about it, but uh, you know, all things, all things considered, I think we did a pretty damn good job, y'all. And we survived a conference that I've been kind of paranoid to go to now for uh, quite some time. Five years. But think about that. You know, <laughs> like, like, are you? Do you automatically do that with other people? Do you automatically say, "I bet this is how people feel about me." Mm-hmm. Because if you do, then yeah, you're going to be stuck in that. Like Then you're forever going to just be held to this. Expectation. Expectation that may or may not even be real. Exactly. You know, you start putting thoughts into other people's brains that you don't even know exist. It's just, it's crazy how we do it. Yeah. Um, I have a call today with Cozy Earth. And Cozy Earth has been on our podcast for now the last three, two months and three weeks. And so their time with us is coming to an end. And mm-hmm. I bring this up because I don't want you to, well, maybe they might renew. We'll see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a three-month three deal. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, the main reason I bring this up is because I now I, now I do know officially that, that this coupon may only be valid for the next week and a half. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that you get into the world's softest sheets 
without having to worry about the price. So cozy earth sheets, y'all softest sheets. I will say that was the only thing that was so gratifying with coming home yesterday or like, the, uh, not only thing, but like one of the most gratifying things hmm. was literally just being able to plop down in my cozy earth sheets and have the best night's sleep. And I stayed like in a really nice, I stayed at the Pendry hotel in mm. Chicago. Very mm. nice. Mm-hmm. I did get a discount in case you're wondering, because you know me, there's <laughs> always a hustle somewhere. Uh, but I, I don't know why I felt like I had to mention that, but I felt, I felt, um, inauthentic with being there. Anyway, so I, I stayed in a nice hotel. Y'all these, these sheets, the, the sheets there don't even compare. They don't even compare to the sheets that I have in my bed at home. Now think about that. This is, this is a hotel. And like the regular price was like $450 a night. Okay. These, this hotel, $450 a night. I didn't pay that much. Um, <laughs> literally the sheets on my bed are softer than this luxury hotel. Like, mm. why would we not all want that? Why would you not want that? Mm. Softest mm. sheets. They're made out of bamboo and they're Oprah's favorite things now for three, uh, three years in a row. So like, it's like, Y'all, when we have a discount like 40% off, please take advantage of this. Please take advantage of this deal because I don't know as of next week if it'll be here or not. So I can tell you there's so many people that listen to this podcast that have bought Cozy Earth Sheets and they love them. And that makes me happy. And to make sure that you love them, Cozy Earth is going to give you a 100-night sleep guarantee. On top of that, they're going to give you a 10-year warranty. So for 10 years, you'll have the world's most comfortable sheets. I think you're going to be a really big fan of these. It's called Cozy Earth. Your discount code is Kramer40. You'll get 40% off these sheets. It's the biggest discount they've ever offered off these sheets. And that's not just a gimmick. That really is the biggest discount they've ever offered. Uh, Their friends and family get that sale and then us as well. So I want you to go check out these sheets. You will have the softest sheets. And don't forget, 40% off. Like That's a massive savings. So go do it. Go check them out. CozyEarth.com. We are massive fans. I hope they come back, but in case they don't, um, you know, I want to actually get this discount. So CozyEarth.com, CozyEarth.com, CozyEarth.com. Your promo code is Kramer40, K-R-A-M-E-R-4-0. It was nice to be able to take my um, AG1 with me on this little trip I just got back from. Um, you know, that's one thing I think that we do is when we travel is that we don't, we don't. I mean, I was eating like shit, you know, absolutely, mm. and like garbage. Yeah, that's and what everybody has to do most of the time. Well, it's just you want to. Like, I want to. Like, I ain't trying to go be healthy on vacation, you know. Like, I want to go eat all the all the the, the worst foods your city has to offer. <laughs> was there but, much vegan food there? Yeah, I found a bunch of it. Oh, good. Actually, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but I mean, I, I ate awful. Like I just ate awful. But <laughs> it was kind of nice to know that I'm counteracting that. And I'm sleeping bad, you know, like I'm just kind of wearing my body down. Mm-hmm. wasn't napping. And so I, it's, it was rough. But AG1 was there to support. It's uh, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens all into a powder you take in the morning. And it will help you when you're not treating your body at 100%. Let's be honest. None of us are treating our body at 100%. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't. So it really did help, I feel like, counteract and help me keep going with all these knucklehead radio people all weekend. 
Um, it's less than $3 a day. It's great for your sleep quality, your recovery, your uh, mental clarity, your alertness, and it's got over 5,000 star, uh, five-star reviews. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Hello, certified fans. Thank you so much. Before we do ask my mom, I want to say a quick thank you to you. Certified fans, mom, you want to explain what those people do to our show? Sure. They're the awesome people that support us financially with $6 a month. They get a shout out on the show. They get a shout out on our Facebook page. They get discounts on merch. They're the first for any exciting new shows coming up. And they get mama text. Yep. Bonus mama text. So it's, uh, I think you'll, um, I, I, oh my God, I just forgot to send out mama text for this week. Did, did one go out today? I don't think it did. So I'll have I to go. Think, okay. Well, so. you'll get one. Don't worry. You'll get, you'll, you'll already had one by the time you, <laughs> you hear listen this. to this podcast. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So what we're going to do is, uh, when we don't have, when we have somebody new, we dedicate the episode to them. When we don't, we go back and we, thank somebody that's been here before. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we have about 400 and a little under 450 certified fans. And we just put all of you on a wheel and we spin this wheel and we dedicate that episode to whomever our certified fan of the day is. So for today, the 23rd of August, our certified fan is three, two, three. Okay. And for some reason there's this, this weird fascination with what your, what number you are too. <laughs> People like to know. I don't know why, but everyone's like, I feel like hit me in the DMs or, hey, hey, I know. I mean, I know you have to like wait for it to come up, but you can just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't know, by so the way. so much to know my number. I don't tell you. I don't, I won't tell you until you join. And then I'll tell you again, because a lot of people join at the very beginning, obviously, when we, when we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so we, I'm like, nope, you got to wait like everybody else. Until <laughs> it shows up turn. on the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so three, two, three is Melissa E. Melissa E. Uh, mm -hmm. Melissa did not fill out her second part of her form. <laughs> oh, dear. What's the moral of the story? Always fill out the second part of your form. Maybe when you join, <laughs> you'll be like, oh, wait, this is the second part of the form. I'm going to like drill that in your head. Second part of the form. Because if you don't, I don't have like all your, I don't have like your address and all that. I just have your name, possibly name and uh, email address and that's it. So I just have to know your name. This is Melissa E. I don't know where you're from, Melissa E. I don't know. I'm not sure. But no matter where you're from, Melissa E., we're super thankful for you. Thank we you so are. much. Even if you don't want to fill out a second part of your form, just know we still appreciate you. <laughs> and this episode is dedicated to you, Melissa E. Thank you for being a supporter of the show now for uh, – when did you join? I think I have that too. You joined on the November of 2020. So you've been, you've been wow. a member now for almost two years. Fantastic. So thank you for that. So, Mom, let's give her a whoop whoop. Okay. Whoop. Whoop to Melissa E. Yep. Go on our Facebook page and let us know where you're from. Thank you, Melissa. Also, mm -hmm. let's um uh, oh, I guess that's it. That's all that's all the news. Okay. Um we're <laughs> next week, just heads up on the just a little um housekeeping. We're I don't know how next week's gonna look, to be honest with you, because I'm gonna be out of town. Like getting I'm like, I'm just exhausted right now and like 
I've been preparing shows out of order. And like this, this last time literally almost killed me mm-hmm. uh, just trying to get all the shows done. So I I'm, I'm don't know if we're going to have five new episodes next week. I'll be way more um, energetic about next week's shows after I can get some sleep this weekend. Mm-hmm. So let's just say coming soon, but don't be, don't be panicked. If we don't have, we'll have at least three new episodes next week. Hopefully we're going to go for five out of five. And then we're going to be off for Labor Day and the day after that too. But I got to go see my mom in Atlanta yes. for her birthday. Woohoo. So can't wait. All right, mom, let's do Ask My Mom. This is an advice segment that we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And actually, we don't have anybody for Thursday. So if you've got a dilemma, please go to our website. We usually are a little backlogged in these, but. Um, Go to our website, uh, certifiedmomsboy.com. Submit your story on there, and you can be anonymous if you want to. That's fine. We'll either way. We usually keep you anonymous, and we'll just. Uh, my mom, you know, has been a mom now for forty-two years, forty-three, forty-two, mm-hmm. forty-three, forty-three years, and so mm-hmm. we have her just give you some uh, some good motherly advice, and then we, as a podcast fam, hop in and give you our opinions as well. So, without further ado, let's do mom tent. I mean, okay. ask my mom. Whatever, what day is this? <laughs> what year is this? We are now doing Ask My Mom. Yes. <laughs> Dear Mama Nancy, my wedding is coming up in five months, but I am really worried. My fiance went with a bunch of friends for a weekend in Vegas to celebrate his birthday. His brother is a party animal, and he brought a couple of his partying buddies, too. He got home from the weekend and looked like hell. It took him three days to recover. I finally got him out of it, and it turns out they were drinking a lot, which I expected, and they did some drugs, too, like heavy drugs, like cocaine and ecstasy. Things got out of hand. Police were called to their hotel suite, and he spent a night in jail. He admits they are all being charged with several misdemeanors, and he has no idea what happened, but $5,000 is missing from his bank account. He has no recollection of why or when that happened, and he says none of his buddies know anything about it. He told me he is basically broke now and doesn't know what to do. He's not even sure he can pay his rent next month. I know boys will be boys, and I know his brother was the bad influence, but I am having second thoughts about this wedding. I wonder if he had a one-night stand, too. He doesn't admit to it, but he probably wouldn't remember if he did. This was one bad weekend, but is it an indication of something worse? Is it going to repeat? What should I do? Oh, my, I'm so sorry. What a mess. Um. Well... I think I would say if this is not a habit, I don't know how long you all have been together. Didn't we say that? Nope. Um, How long you've been together, but obviously you're in love with each other. You're getting married. Um, And if this hasn't happened before, I would just let him know in no uncertain terms that it cannot happen again. Um, And if you know his brother is a problem, and he wants to go out with his brother, just put your foot down and say, no way, unless you go too. Um, what? Yeah. You can't hang out with his brother no more? Well, you know, if they're going to get drunk and 
do crazy stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's too harsh. Yeah, you okay, don't want to so bust up the you don't want to bust up the family. But I don't know if it would happen again or not. I mean, there's no way to really know. I think you're going to have to trust your gut on that as to whether or not this would become a common thing. Those are pretty heavy drugs to do. I don't know if that's yeah, the first I mean, time or the last, but anyway. I'm assuming that this I mean, it sounds like from the story, this is like the first, like, okay, I'm not saying like he shouldn't do, I mean, obviously this, this sounds like chaos, like uh, absolute utter chaos. Yeah. But is it worth, is it worth calling a whole wedding off over one bad day? Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, every one of us is going to have a bad day somewhere in a marriage right now. I mean, right. this does sound extreme yeah but i mean to call it off like would, would you honestly call the wedding off i mean i don't first off no i don't think that you should say don't see your brother anymore like mm. or go out with you i don't i i'm just not i mean i'm just not in a place in my life where i'm gonna have anybody tell me what to do and who i can hang out with and i think the, the answer is if you don't like who that how he's gonna act and he you know around people but this this sounds like this is like a one-time thing it's not like mm-hmm. it's a yeah, it doesn't sound like know, it's something that's happened before. A, a reoccurring issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think you have the right to be upset, but I don't know that I'd call a wedding off over it, you no, know? No, I don't think I would. I wouldn't call the wedding off. And maybe I wouldn't split up the family, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot. But brother. mom's like, just tell you can just tell me you can never see his family his ever brother. again. <laughs> see, that's, that's why I don't want to be a damn relationship. That, that comment right alone just gave me the damn chills down my back. I wish someone would come to me and say, you can't do this or you can't do that. Hey, please come to me and tell me that. Please. I swear to you, I'll be off my, my suitcase packed so fast. Like, there will be no wedding. I promise you. If you come to me and say, I can't hang out with my family no more, you know? But I mean, I just think it's like with you, I think it's just, it comes down to a conversation of like, this is a one time, you know, was this a one time thing? Obviously, this is a lot. Yeah. But if this is a one time thing, and how I'm, I'm guessing you guys have been together for a couple of years now, mm. just based on your relationship status. Mm hmm. I mean, one bad day in two, three, four years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think there's probably 95% of women right now could listen to this podcast, can look back at the time that their partner was doing something dumb as hell mm-hmm. and wanted to, to strangle them over it, mm-hmm. but still wouldn't call off a wedding because of it, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. so. I think. Right. No, I wouldn't so, call off their wedding. Let's uh, is have you been in that situation before where like your partner did something really dumb and you're like, I don't know if I should stick with this anymore. And then like, how did that go? Do you wish, or is this just a red flag of what's to come? Because I don't want to also steer this the wrong way. And I don't be like, oh, that's yeah, everything be fine. I don't have and, like, any way of knowing if that would ever in happen. In five again. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But five years when he's getting like arrested for, you know, drug smuggling because you just had a drug. I don't know. Like drugs are definitely crazy. And like having this lost money is weird. Mm-hmm. I also don't think we have anything to go with the affair off of either. No. You know, no. we're just making up stories. I think it's going to make you crazier. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't think, I don't think so. I think this is just one of those things that you're like, damn, you really screwed this up and I'm mad at you and I'm gonna take the time and we need to talk about how the future is going to look when it comes to you and partying because I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't think I'd break off the wedding. I personally don't think I would. But 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Uh, call us and tell us what you think. Would you would you advise her to call everything off at this point or, you know, just one of them things, man, that we all have to go through bad days in relationships, right? Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for today, Mom. I love you. <laughs> okay, honey. Love you forever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As today's episode's gone on, I have felt a little more COVID-y, which is like not good. Um, so I don't know. I'm such a I'm such a COVID hypochondriac, though. Like I'm just a hypochondriac, period. But like a COVID hypochondriac, the worst. Um, I am. Uh, I'm going to take a test, but let's hope it all goes well. And if it does, then you and I will return here tomorrow for another episode of Certified Mama's Boy with a moment Kramer history. Love you. Hi, Kramer. I don't know why I thought of you immediately, but if you did a segment of really embarrassing, funny things that happen to you, I have the best story ever. That's, I'm going to say anonymous. So, so my, pho- phone, <laughs> my phone was dead and I was at the gas station buying candy. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm, while I'm sitting there waiting, I'm going to go through my purse and I'm going to find my phone charger so that when I get in my truck, I can just plug in my phone. So I pull out my phone charger. It wasn't my phone charger. It was connected <laughs> to something else that needed to be charged. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you might want to bleep it out. I don't know, I don't know how that works, but it was my vibrator. <laughs> and I pulled it out in front of the gas station attendant. And I've never been more embarrassed, but actually I have a good sense of humor. So it also was, it's more funny than embarrassing to me. So you can either use this or not. (laughs) You can do a segment, but yeah, I think I win because. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.